You are listening to Natural Born Alchemist. Welcome to episode number 50 of the Natural Born Alchemist podcast. My name is Alex and I'll be your host. This will be the last episode of 2015 and I will do this one all by myself. To close this second year of the Natural Born Alchemist podcast, I was thinking about some things that I both want to say as well as share with you all. So this episode will be a mixed bag. In other words, I will go all over the place. And I have numbered the things I want to share and say from 1 to 10 to make things uh, simple. So here goes number 1. I've been thinking about the creative process and I've come to realize that when you are composing music you are just hearing music. When you are writing you are reading. When you are painting you are seeing. And so on. And another thing. I'm sure many of you out there have heard someone say or maybe you've said it yourself that it felt like a dream. But you see, when it feels like a dream, it's because it is. Number two. This will just be a simple quote from the Beatle George Harrison. And it's one of my all-time favorite quotes. And it concerns the problem this world has with war. And he said, If everyone who had a gun just shot themselves, there wouldn't be a problem. Number three. Charles Manson was found guilty in 1971 of conspiracy to commit the murders of seven people and sentenced to life in prison. He is widely considered among the most notorious serial killers of all time, even though he never actually killed anyone, only directed others to do so. Regardless, I've always liked this little audio snippet of his. They don't have the intelligence to change. Once you get them hooked... They go, huh, the rest of their life, huh, huh, they'll do that for a paycheck, huh, huh. You tell them, don't do that no more, and they go, huh, huh, there's no communication. You tell them, I tell them, stop doing that, and they'll go, huh, huh, I said, stop it, and they'll go, huh, and you cut up someone's fucking throat and throw blood in their face, and they'll go, huh, huh, you see what I'm saying? In other words, there's just no intelligence, man. Number four. I'm a white man. I hate the term white as much as I hate the term non-white or black or yellow or red. But for this point I'm about to make, I will need to use these words. And there's nothing that gets me going more than when I experience racism. I have never really suffered racism myself, but I've seen it happen to people around me. And uh, what I think is the most important thing a white person can do is to have zero tolerance. On more than one occasion have I been in a situation where I've seen a white person attack a non-white person verbally. And those words have been based on the color of that person's skin. It doesn't matter if it is people that you don't know. Just jump in and say, hey, wait a minute, what the fuck did you say? And why is this important? Well, there are two reasons. 
One, to show the racists that such behavior is unacceptable. And two, to show the non-white people that they are not alone, that they are, they are not fighting the white race, that white people are with them and that the fight is only against a minority, a very loud minority, but still a minority. And that they, the racists, are not representative of white people. Any racist people that listen to this podcast, please stop listening now. Fuck off. You are not welcome unless you reevaluate your beliefs. I believe anyone has the right to believe whatever they like. You have the right to be racist if you want to be. But I have the right to tell you that you're fucking stupid. Everyone in the world is white if we strip the skin down to our skeleton. And everyone in the world is black because in our DNA we all descend from Africa. So stop judging people based on the color of their skin. Instead, make your opinion of a person based on what they do. There are white assholes. There are Arab assholes. There are black assholes. There are Asian assholes. And I'm pretty sure I'm preaching to the choir, but I still feel this needs to be said. And now I've said it. Fuck racism, zero tolerance, and fuck homophobia as well. These types of people, racists, homophobes, they're bullies. And they are probably more in pain than the pain they spread around them. So with that, let me say that I love racist people. I love homophobic people. But I despise their beliefs. And only love and empathy can change their ways. Number five. Why not have some fun? Terence McKenna is very good at uh, telling interesting stories, but he's also good at telling funny ones. And uh, now I want to play a little funny story he once told. Well, all I have is the anecdote, which I'll tell you. When when uh, uh, Kat and I were in the Amazon in 76 taking ayahuasca, we got in with this certain group of people in Peru that took it every week. And, you know, cultures have different ways of handling hassle. And in some cultures it's confrontational, in other cultures not. The way these Peruvian country folk operated was if somebody was screwing up, nobody would ever say so. They would just talk about these people behind their back until the morphogenetic field of gossip was so strong that you would basically awaken to the problem. So there was a complex social situation going on in this ayahuasca circle, which was there was a master shaman who we were apprenticed to, who was beloved by his neighborhood, but he had a... a a, a nephew, a sobrino, who was a jerk. I mean, this guy was, uh, as Don Fidel said, ambitious. He dealt a little weed, he did a little pimping, he was just sort of an edge runner type of guy. And every Saturday night, we would all get together and take ayahuasca, about 30 of us. Older shamans, our guy, people from the neighborhood, and this sobrino, Don Jose. So, uh, I don't know what the real history of it was, because I had just arrived on the scene. But these old guys would sing these Icaros, these magical songs on ayahuasca that appear as colored tapestries in front of your eyes. And, you know, they were, they had soul, they were into it, they were... And this guy 
would sing against them. I mean, it's the rudest thing you can possibly imagine. I mean, imagine if, if uh, you know, Lou Reed were trying to give a performance and the guy in the third row just launched into Old Man River <laughs> and kept at it, you know? I mean, in this town, I'm sure large guys would appear and say, Sir... <laughs> In Peru, it didn't work like that. They just kept singing. He kept singing. And it was clear that this is how it was going to be handled, that we had just divided into two separate entities here. Well, um, my uh, wife was sitting next to me, and he was sitting across the room from us, the Sobrino. And I had been watching him for a long time, and I was loaded to the gills, and I could see... He would get up on his haunches and he, he looked like a monkey. He, he, his face, it was uncanny. I mean, he looked like a monkey and he also looked kind of like a jackal, a dog with long teeth. Kept going through these changes and, and Kat leaned over to me and said something like, this guy is an asshole. And I, I just said, you know, let it slide. What do we know? Think of it as anthropology. But she, she wasn't having it. So after a while, um, he kept doing this. And at one point, and everybody in the room, every person in the room was bummed out and they were looking at their laps. All eye contact was broken. It's actually, when I was a kid, I invented a word. The word is fardow, and it means the embarrassment you feel when someone else fucks up, you know, and you happen to just be there, but somehow the aura of it is so strong. So the entire room is just awash in fardow, and the old guys are singing, and the guy is singing, so then at the end of a particularly intense clash of these two styles, uh, my wife just looked across the room at this guy and like put the whammy on him. And I saw these red arrows leave her eyes and like, like dotted lines go across them. Mm, 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 mm. And they moved fairly slowly, you know, more slowly than you could throw a ball or something. Well, when this line of red arrows got to this guy, he was knocked off his feet. He, he fell backwards with his legs in the air, and there was a big noise. And all the singing stopped, and everybody in the room looked up, and these three old shaman who were sitting behind Don Fidel, who I, to that point, had not heard speak any language but Quechua, one turned to the other and he says in Spanish, Oh, the gringa sends the zabudabara. <laughs> Number six. The following words of wisdom come from the Ute people. They are an indigenous people of the Great Basin, now living primarily in Utah and Colorado. And it's called Earth Teach Me. Earth, teach me quiet as the grasses are still with the new light. Earth, teach me suffering as old stones suffer with memory. Earth, teach me humility as blossoms are humble with beginning. Earth, teach me caring as mothers nurture their young. Earth, teach me courage as the tree that stands alone. Earth, 
teach me limitation as the ant that crawls on the ground. Earth, teach me freedom as the eagle that soars in the sky. Earth, teach me acceptance as the leaves that die each fall. Earth, teach me renewal as the seed that rises in the spring. Earth, teach me to forget myself as melted snow forgets its life. Earth, teach me to remember kindness as dry fields weep with rain. I also love this quote by Sioux Indian chief Standing Bear. We did not think of the great open plains, the beautiful rolling hills, the winding streams with tangled growth as wild. Only to the white man was nature a wilderness, and only to him was it infested with wild animals and savage people. To us it was tame. Earth was bountiful, and we were surrounded with the blessings of the great mystery. Number seven. Okay, so here is a riddle for you all. What is it that I'm talking about? We are part of it. Most of us try and ignore it. Few accept it. Fewer still embrace it. Science and religion try and manage it. Only a fool tries to solve it. The wise are in awe of it. We will all unite with it. Eventually you are it. What is it? It is the mystery. Where lies the mystery? In the place where the coincidence of opposites meet and transcend. Deep within the mind, only accessed when in a deep state of being, with the engine of the mind silent. Between knowing and not remembering, somewhere there is a thought. It thinks of you, but it is not you, but it is. It is aware of your own self-awareness, and you are aware of this thought, this it, but you are not yet in its self-awareness. On that bridge between being aware and being immersed in awareness lies the mystery. I am fascinated about it, and in death the mystery will be history. Number eight. I did a quick experiment a while back where I mixed together on top of each other some sacred music from various kinds of religions, Islam, Judaism, Buddhism, Shamanism, Christianity, etc. And even though I didn't spend more than two minutes on this, and not really any editing, it still fits nicely together, as if sacred music resonates across borders, religions and beliefs. I'm 
Number nine, I have been writing some words of advice for my future child. This is still a work in progress, but I thought I would share what I have so far. Okay, here goes in no particular order. When you breathe in the future, you exhale the past and your lungs are filled with the present. What you want to do is more important than what you should do. So instead pay attention to what you ought to do in order to be able to do what you want to do. Never compromise your heart. Treat your body as the vital spacesuit that it is for the duration of your stay in this current space. Your bodily sphere is a sanctuary for your soul. Your spirit is grace. Grace is the eternal, external, eternal and incorruptible energy of everything. If you are focused on more than one thing at the same time, you are doing one thing too many. You get what you give. It is better to give than to receive. The earth seems still, but it's spinning forward very fast. Education is there for your support, not you for its support. Only direct experience is truth, everything else is hearsay. The more energy you spend on your own happiness, the more the world will benefit. Every day is your last. There are always consequences based on the positive or negative degrees of your actions. Everything is a lesson. Only a student can teach. Can you insult the universe with words? You are the universe. Magic is real. There is nothing to fear. Always let go, never forget. Nothing dies, everything dies. Number 10. And now we've reached the end. And I hope it hasn't been too much all over the place. But uh, it was kind of like a uh, potpourri of various ideas and things. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it so far. Um, and now for number 10. Have you ever heard of the Wayseer Manifesto? It was written by Garrett Loporto and released in 2010. It's a nice way to finish this episode as well as to finish 2015. And uh, it's good to give some inspirational words if you're feeling lost, doubt or confused. But it's also good if you're feeling great because it will make you feel even better. Uh, if you want to check out more of the Wayseers, go to wayseermanifesto.com. I'll post a link in the program notes. Have a great evening, day and morning. Freedom is in the mind. Attention all you rule breakers, you misfits and troublemakers, all you free spirits and pioneers, all you visionaries and nonconformists. Everything the establishment has told you is wrong with you is actually what's right with you. You see things others don't. You are hardwired to change the world. Unlike nine out of ten people, your mind is irrepressible, and this threatens authority. You were born to be a revolutionary. You can't stand rules, because in your heart you know there's a better way. You have strengths dangerous to the establishment, and it wants them eliminated. So your whole life you've been told your strengths were weaknesses. Now I'm telling you otherwise. Your impulsivity is a gift. Impulses are your key to the miraculous. 
Your distractibility is an artifact of your inspired creativity. Your mood swings reflect the natural pulse of life. They give you unstoppable energy when you're high, deep soulful insight when you're low. Been diagnosed with a disorder? That's society's latest way to deny its own illness by pointing the finger at you. Addictive personality is just a symptom of your vast, underused capacity for heroic creative expression and spiritual connection. Your utter lack of repression, your wide-eyed idealism, your unmitigated open mind. Didn't anyone ever tell you these are the traits shared by the greatest pioneers and visionaries, innovators, revolutionaries, procrastinators, and trauma on the social scene, space cadets, mavericks, philosophers, derelicts, business suits, flying fighter jets, football stars, and sex addicts, celebrities with ADD, alcoholics who seek novelty, first responders, prophets and saints, mystics, and JJJs. We substrate of the cosmos. It guides the very current of time and space. The way is known by some as the will of God, divine providence, the Holy Spirit, the implicate order, the Tao, reverse entropy, life force. But for now, we'll simply call it the way. The way is reflected in you as the source of your inspiration, the source of your passions, your wisdom, your enthusiasm. Your intuition, your spiritual fire, love. The way takes the chaos out of the universe and breathes life into it, giving it divine order. The way, when expressed by the mind, is genius. When perceived through the eyes, is beauty. When felt through the senses, is grace. of the flame. Wayseers have an unexplainable knack for just knowing the way. They sense it in their very being. They can't tell you why or how they arrived at the right answer. They just know it in their core. They can't show their work, so don't ask. Their minds simply resonate with the way. When the way is present, so are they. society begs you to ignore it, the way stirs you inside. Neurological repression blocks most people's awareness of the way. Censoring all thoughts and impulses from the unconscious is their prefrontal cortex, the Gestapo of the brain. 
nothing which violates its socialized programming even gets through. But your mind is different. Your mind has been cracked wide open to the way. By some miraculous genetic trait, some psychotropic chemical, or maybe even by the will of your own soul, your brain's reward pathways have been hijacked. Dopamine employed to overthrow the fascist dictatorship of your prefrontal cortex. Now your brain is free of repression. Your mind free of censorship. Your awareness exposed to the turbulent seas of the unconscious. Through this open doorway, divine light shines into your consciousness, showing you the way. This is what makes you a wayseer. 90% of human civilization is populated with those whose brains are blocked to the way. Their brains are hardwired to enforce the social programming indoctrinated since birth. Unlike you, they cannot break out of this programming, because they have not yet experienced the necessary revolution of mind. These program people take social institutions and rules very seriously. Society is full of games programmed to keep people's minds occupied so they will not revolt. These games often cause sick fixations on peculiar protocols, power structures, taboos, and domination. All subtle forms of human bondage. This distinct form of madness is not only tolerated by the masses, but insisted upon. The programmed ones believe in rules so forcefully, they become willing to destroy anyone who violates them. Wayseers are the ones who call their bluff. Since wayseer minds are free to reject social programming, wayseers readily see these social institutions for what they are, imaginary games. Wayseers comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. Helping those who are lost in these games and refuse to help themselves is the calling of many wayseers. Since wayseers are the ones who keep contact with the original source of reality, they are able to disrupt societal conventions and even governments to realign humanity with the way. The wayseers are an ancient lineage, a kind of priesthood, carriers of the flame, ones in the know. There must always be wayseers to reform the dizzying psychotic Tribe. Welcome home.